Well, we got a lot to tell you about it. In fact, a new sport coming to USF in a few years. Women's Beach Volleyball officially added. If you were listening to some hints, you could have predicted it, but hey, it's now official and we'll give you the details. We'll also tell you about a new member of the football team or future member of the football team, a four-star defensive lineman, and yeah, we got a Warren I-4 to preview tonight for you in men's basketball. As a matter of fact, we'll throw in some conference stuff from last night, some great women's basketball action. The reason we're going to do it is because I don't know how much room we're going to have for a conference show, which we had normally give you on Friday uh, around the American, because we're going to have so much today, not only a men's war and I four hopefully victorious highlights, and we'll get you primed for tonight's game with some highlights of the last time the Bulls played and beat UCF. Unfortunately, it was their last win, but maybe that'll carry over. Also, we're going to have some softball media day clips to give you a week from today. Hard to believe. Yours truly will be on the microphone and Ken Erickson's team will be on the diamond for the game against Illinois State that'll start it all off next weekend, but really getting things going on a Thursday as everyone will basically in the country that can play Division One softball. We're looking forward to that. Some other notes to pass along to you as well. And we'll preview today's lineup because it's normally Thursday reserved for 2007 football on Bulls Unlimited. But with the war on I-4, things are going to change. We do have two channels, and so we'll map that out for you here in just a little bit. But it is a new sport, and if you were listening to hints, you knew it was going to be beach volleyball if you were paying attention to this show. As a matter of fact, you could have gone back to, and maybe they knew something, maybe I did too, August of 2020, when I was interviewing, this was virtually, of course, the new head coach, Jolene Shepardson. This was before their first season because, remember, the 2020 fall season got pushed to the spring of 2021. And I was talking to her and her husband, Aaron Shepardson, who was an assistant with the team. And, well, yeah, kind of pretty much laid it out if you were paying attention back then. Um, And then we finally got the chance in 2013 to start a beach volleyball program at – Bakersfield, the 30th team in the country. A year later, we started the 40th team in the country at San Jose State, and I was the head beach volleyball coach for, for both of those programs. It was a wonderful addition to, to what we were doing as an indoor program, great cross-training for our athletes, um, and I definitely miss it. We um, This past spring was the first spring I hadn't coached in about eight years. Uh, of course, we love the opportunity to come here to Tampa, and uh, who knows what the future will hold for USF, but we would uh, we would certainly love to Uh, have beach volleyball here at some point and that some point became wednesday february the 2nd of 2022 which also i'm going to say not by coincidence was national women and girls in sports day it was announced that the 21st team at usf will be women's beach volleyball which will begin play technically in the 2024-25 season but they play in the spring you don't play outdoor volleyball when it's cold outside and that means it'll be in about three years from now USF President Ray Law says beach volleyball has proven to be a highly competitive, immensely popular sport at the intercollegiate and Olympic level, and the participation of our female student-athletes makes all of us better at USF. Their hard work, talent, and impressive achievements are part of the fabric of this university. As with lacrosse, the addition of women's beach volleyball is an example of how we are committed to excellence and inclusiveness in all aspects of the university. Of course, lacrosse was the one that was more recently added. And oh, by the way, well, two things. You just heard Aaron Shepardson. I'm not saying they're going to be the coach, but the search for a coach is ongoing. There's the possibility some schools have their indoor volleyball coaches 
double as their beach volleyball coaches, but that's definitely not said. I wanted to go ahead and lay that out there. Who knows? It could happen. But also, you heard him say 30 teams at the time. Well, now it is up to 86 schools that sponsor beach volleyball, 64 at the Division One level. Now, to compare that to indoor volleyball, 340 teams play that sport, and that's why, obviously, you don't have a field of 64 tournament. I was looking at last year's bracket, and only eight teams make it to the national championship. But because of the expansion of the sport beginning this season, that bracket is going to double to 16, and they play the championship in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And it's funny because, frankly, the majority of the teams are from California, but then again, they probably get tired playing out there. However, there are plenty of schools from the state of Florida. In fact, 11 in all, seven at the Division One level. And you know who's been great basically since they fielded a team and since the NCAA tournament started being conducted in 2016. Sand volleyball at the time started in 09, but it became a more serious sport with an NCAA tournament champion crowned back in 16. The Florida State Seminoles, they were ranked second in the final polls, runner-up in 16 and 18, and they basically have been around the top five the whole time. FAU is a team that's usually ranked in the 12 to 15 range. Florida International, similar situation. And for the first time, UNF ended up being in the final top 20. They were ranked, in fact, number 20 at the end of last season. Tulane is the only American Athletic Conference team that competes in the sport. Again, it is mostly based out west. You can forget there being an American Athletic Conference. There's no SEC for beach volleyball. It's differently done. The CCSA, Coastal Collegiate Sports Association, is the conference, if you will, Florida State, LSU, Tulane, Southern Miss, all the Florida schools I just mentioned, College of Charleston's in there, NC Wilmington, you get the idea. We're still a ways away from worrying about all that sort of stuff. But just a little bit briefly on the format, I love this. It's not like your indoor volleyball where it's six players on the court in one time and you play best of five set match you actually with just two players obviously don't just have two players on your beach volleyball program there are five teams top team is your number one team on down to number five and every match is best of three sets and whichever school gets the third victory first is the winner of the match in fact the ncaa tournament format is double elimination last year go figure it was usc against ucla in the finals ucla had won the previous two there was none in 2020, so they had won in 18 and 19. And then last year, UCLA came in as the number one seed, USC the number two seed. They ended up playing in the finals. UCLA actually got beat by another Los Angeles school, Loyola Marymount, in the second round, came through the loser's bracket, ran into LMU again, and swept them. And then the championship match is actually single elimination and USC won it 3-1. to one. Scoring format is uh, pretty similar to tennis in all of that way. You'll hear much more about this sport today. In fact, at 4.30, it'll be our first airing of the new Bull Speed Ahead. I said I couldn't tell you who the guest was going to be because it might give things away. It is Abby Ritter, who is Assistant Athletic Director for the Bulls Club, and basically she is in charge of the Stampede for Women, a tremendous fundraising campaign specifically targeted to aid the female student-athletes at the school. So you're going to hear Michael and Abby speak about this and other things that are happening. Maybe they'll talk about where the courts will be. They obviously don't exist so far, although there are some beach volleyball courts. I think it'll be a little bit fancier and gussied up just a tad 
there will indeed be a new facility constructed on the USF campus. You're not going to go to, you know, St. Pete Beach or Clearwater Beach. It'll be right on USF. Looking forward to all of that. Also, a new Kelly's Conversation, if you didn't hear it yesterday. Penny Green, an unsung hero on the 70s basketball teams on the men's side. So we're going to debut Bull Speed Ahead today. Tomorrow, you're going to hear the Kelly's Conversations. And there's also going to be a new Brian Gregory show tomorrow. In fact, he and Jim Lighthall are going to come back from Orlando tonight and record it late tonight. So that's going to debut tomorrow. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Bulls Unlimited, for the schedule on both channels. Just to tell you now what it's going to look like today. Again, normally we do the Auburn game in the afternoon and the West Virginia game on Thursday nights here on Bulls Unlimited, but there's a men's basketball game. So this afternoon on Unlimited, you're going to hear plenty of replays of the first meeting in the war on I-4. You're going to hear some of those highlights in our second block, but also over on Bulls Unlimited, too, is where you can catch those 2007 football replays. In fact, just to ensure you're not having to make too difficult of decisions, we will play the West Virginia Classic Football game on Bulls Unlimited 2 at 7, but if you'd rather listen to basketball, we will follow the basketball game up on Bulls Unlimited with that West Virginia replay, so that'll be around 9.30 tonight. Speaking of football, and we told you a four-star recruit. Now, this was a pretty good example of how the early National Signing Day period has kind of become the real National Signing Day period because the Bulls only made one announcement, but it was a big one, a four-star defensive end from Michigan, Michael Williams. West Bloomfield High School, where in his senior season, he had 23 and a half sacks. That is a school record, and in fact, the highest sack total in Michigan in 16 years. Got offers from five Big Ten schools, three SEC schools. There were already, of course, plenty of members of this recruiting class, 12 transfers from four-year schools, 14 high schoolers in all, two quarterbacks, four wide receivers, and oh yeah, eight defensive linemen, four out of the portal. I don't think that is a coincidence. That's certainly something that was being discussed throughout the offseason and actually during the regular season by head coach Jeff Scott, the need, the future need, to beef up the defensive line, losing so many players. Bob Shoup will have transfers James Ash, who's a Tampa kid, played at Wake Forest. Nick Baggs, he's the 300-pounder out of Temple. Jatorian Hansford, he is a transfer from Missouri. And Clyde Pinder out of North Carolina, also a 300-pounder. Ash is from Chamberlain. Pinder originally from Armwood, and yep, he was a four-star out of high school, the kid from Leonard, Jalen Hobbs, Eddie Kelly out of Orlando, Jacques Williams, Savannah, and now add Michael Williams III out of West Bloomfield, Michigan, your big-time additions to the defensive line. Good article on GoUSFBulls.com running down the entire class as it now officially stands, but again, most of these, the vast majority, coming from December's signing period. Looking forward to some spring football before you know it. That'll be coming your way as well. Coming your way on this show... We'll tell you what to look forward to in tonight's War on I-4. Yes, we will replay some of the highlights from last time around with these two teams. We'll also give you what happened last night in the American in college basketball. Actually, also give you some of what happened in the game against Tulsa that you might have not caught if you missed the beginning of the game. And frankly, I kind of forgot about this, but it was actually kind of entertaining. So basketball coming up next. We'll also give you a little bit of softball as well and a pre-preview of what's to come this weekend on the tennis courts at USF. Stay tuned. This is Bulls Beat.